This episode is sponsored by the Learn Jazz Standards Inner Circle. If your goal is to level up your jazz playing this year and feel confident improvising over jazz standards, the Inner Circle has everything you need and more. With monthly jazz standard studies, a library of powerful courses, and a vibrant community of like-minded musicians, you're guaranteed to improve your playing every single month. Podcast listeners can get 50% off their first month when you go to ljsinnercircle.com. That's ljsinnercircle.com or find the link in the show notes. Now, on to today's episode. This is the Learn Jazz Standards Podcast, episode 68. Welcome to the LJS Podcast, where you get weekly jazz tips, interviews, stories, and advice for becoming a better jazz musician. And now your host, he's a jazz musician, author, and entrepreneur, Brent Bartstra. All right, what's up, everybody? Brent here. I'm the jazz musician behind LearnJazzStandards.com. Welcome. Whether it's your first time ever listening to this show or if you're a regular listener, I want to thank you for coming back and listening week after week, taking the time out of your day. I'm not going to disappoint you today. On today's episode 68, I'm going to be talking about how to compose a jazz solo from scratch. And a little spoiler alert here for you, just so uh, you know what to look for. I'm actually going to be composing a solo live on this show today from scratch over the jazz standard, It Could Happen to You. So stay tuned for that. Now back in episode 28, way back in episode 28 at this point, I gave you a jazz challenge and it was exactly that. It was to write your own jazz solo. And in that episode, I talk about the benefits of doing this, of slowing down the improvisation process and actually composing, whether it's writing it down by notating it or whether it's just recording it, which is basically what I'm going to be doing today, to take that time to imagine the solo that you would love to play over top of a particular song or a jazz standard. To give yourself the opportunity to develop lines that actually express the the jazz language that you know how to play today. Now, uh, back uh, in college, I used to do this exercise. I used to do this. I've been writing solos for a long time, but Particularly, I found a solo that I wrote back in college, and uh, I played through it. Uh, this was oh several months ago. I played through it, and uh, I was surprised. You know, there's some good stuff in there. Uh, there's also some things missing in there. I think you know, is whatever at the time I was, I knew about playing music and about playing jazz. That's what I had put down on that paper, and I remember at that time. Uh, just really feeling like, yeah, I wanted to say this, right? And now I've improved even more since then, and I express some different things now. But I remember that being such a great practice for me then, and I've actually recommended this to some of my students, and every single time they come back to me like, wow, Brent, that was an awesome practice. It really helped. It really helped me internalize some of the own language that I want to express. And it's not that the goal is to play this stuff verbatim, right? You don't want to be doing that, playing this verbatim over top of the next time you you play that song. But it's going to help you recall certain lines and phrases and start to develop and focus more in on your own language by actually composing a solo. So I'm so excited to do that today. All right. Now, one more thing, though, before I jump into all of today's show, and that is this is the last week to enter into our $50 raffle to spend in our store. Now, if you've been following the last several weeks, for the month of June 2017, if you leave a rating and a review on iTunes, you can get entered into our $50 raffle. We're going to be uh, announcing a winner on July 1st, 
That's coming up of 2017. So the way you do this, you go to iTunes and uh, whether it's on your mobile phone or on your desktop, you go to iTunes, you go to their store and you go find podcasts, you type in Learn Jazz Standards and you'll see a, a place to leave a rating and review. Give us a kind rating and, and give us a kind review and then go to learnjazzstandards.com forward slash contact and send me an email, say, hey, uh, I entered into the podcast raffle and tell me what your nickname that you used for your review and I'll enter you into that raffle. Okay, so go ahead and do that. Uh, giving us iTunes ratings and reviews is really helpful. Just helps other people find the show and just helps us all around. So thanks for doing that in advance and uh, looking forward to seeing your raffle entries. All right, without further ado, let's jump into today's show. Here we go. Now, like I said, I am going to be composing a solo over top of the jazz standard. It could happen to you today. So now, if you don't know that song, I would definitely suggest going and listening to it when you have a chance. But also, you could also follow along with the chord chart on the show notes today, which you can find at learnjazzstandards.com forward slash episode six, eight. And there you can just check out those chords, follow along with me. But if you're not by, uh, if you're not able to check out the show notes right now, don't worry, I'm going to be narrating the chords for you. All right, now I'm going to be doing sort of an express version of what I would normally do to write a solo over top of a song. Normally, I would probably notate it and write it down, and I would also be memorizing it as I go. Uh, in this case, I don't want to have you listen to this show for over an hour or so. So what I'm going to be doing, I'm going to be coming up with different phrases and recording them right away and building it this way, just so you can see the process, how it works. Okay, so I'm going to go ahead and give this a start here. I got my guitar out. Now, of course, if you're a saxophone player, piano player, uh, drummer, it doesn't matter. You pull out your own instrument. I'm just a guitar player here. Okay, so the first phrase I'm going to work on here of the song is uh, the melody goes like this. Okay, just that part of the melody. Uh, now, what are the chords over that? So it's, it's the song's in the key of E-flat major. So it's E-flat major 7, and then it's a 2-5 to the 2. What's the 2 chord? It's That's F. What's the 2-5? It's... G minor 7 flat 5, C7 flat 9, to the F minor 7. So it's... Right, that's the part I'm talking about here. Okay, so let me uh, let me see if I can come up with a little idea over just those chords. Alright, that's a little something. Let's try something else here. Let's, let's keep working with that idea. Oh, I like that. I like that. Okay, let's try that again. All right. Oh, that's good. Let's, let's try that. All right. Oh, or I could, end, could end on the root. So end on the seventh or end of the root. I think I'm going to end on the seventh. All right, great, awesome. Uh, I'm not going to spend too much time on each line just for time purposes here. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to hook up a backing track here just so you can hear a reference for what I'm playing to. I'm just going to record that line and move on. 
All right, awesome. So that's recorded. Okay, so now I'm going to go on to the next phrase here, not wasting any time. So the next set of chords, uh, it's an interesting set of chords here. So it's like a 2-5 to the 3. The 3 chord is G minor 7, uh, except for it's just doing the 2-5 and then going back to the 1 chord. So it's A minor 7 flat 5, usually a D7 flat 9 of sorts or altered to the E flat major 7. And I'm going to go one more chord further. Then it goes to the 4 chord, the 4 dominant chord, which is the A flat 7. So I'm going to do that. So I'm going to do create a line over that. Uh, so I'm trying to think. So when I'm thinking about writing a solo, I'm, I'm trying to think about the different phrasing. Like when do I take a breath? Uh, and that's more obvious on a instrument like a saxophone. I'm gonna, on a guitar, I have to think a little bit more about you know, phrasing and not just playing an endless stream of notes here. So let me try some ideas over top of this. I kind of like that there. Let's see if I can work with that. Ends there on the A flat seven. give that a shot. I'm going to try recording that. All right, here's the new part. All right, awesome. So there's that. Let's move on to the next phrase here. All right, so the next part, it's another 2-5 into the 2 chord, the F minor 7, but this time it's a little bit of a longer one. Each one is uh, the 2 and the 5. It's a bar each, so it's 2-3-4-2-3-4-F minor 7. Then it goes to a D-flat 7, and then back to the E-flat major 7. So this can be a little bit of a longer phrase. Let me try doing a longer one here. Um, let's see. Maybe we'll start after the chord, so... Yeah, we'll start, we'll do that pattern, this chromatic pattern. Yeah, that's pretty classic, let's try that. Let's go to the D flat seven from that. Hmm, okay. 
like that. Back to the E flat major seven. All right, let me try recording something like that. Hopefully, I'll get it right. All right, new part. All right, so that's not exactly what I rehearsed there, uh, but that's totally okay. Uh, I actually ended up liking what I played a lot better, so that's awesome. All right, so let's move on to the next chord progression. Hope you guys are getting some uh, value of just seeing me kind of work through some ideas like this and then just come up with a finished product. Uh, this is exactly how you should do it as well. So the next chord progression, it's going to the relative minor of E flat major. What's the relative minor? That's C minor seven. Okay. So that's going to be the chord we're going to here. You can think of the relative minor as just being a sixth of the sixth tone of the major scale. So it'd be the relative minor C minor. Okay. So the progression is D minor seven flat five. It's the two and then G seven is the five and then C minor seven is the one. And then it goes to the dominant two, which is F seven. And then it's a 2-5, F minor 7, B flat 7, E flat major 7. So we're going to the relative minor. So dominant 2, minor 2, 5. And that's halfway through the song there. So I'm also thinking about the last note I played uh, in the line, which was E flat, I believe. So let's continue off of that. Let's try a few ideas. I'm trying to connect that F7 right now. I like that first little triplet idea. I like that going a little higher. Yeah, I like that. Awesome. Now, let me just try to do the 2-5-1 into E-flat major now. Connect that dominant 2 to the minor 2. So, it's the last note we were on. Yeah, that's, that's cool. It's very classic. Very classic line. Okay, awesome. Uh, let me try recording this whole phrase here, see how this sounds. All right, here we go. Phew, all right, we got it. Awesome. All right, now, so we're halfway through uh, this song now, so uh, let's continue on and keep going.
All right, just taking a little break from today's show to talk to you about our flagship ebook, Zero to Improv. Zero to Improv is a book that teaches you how to become a great jazz improviser from the ground up. No stone is left unturned. This isn't your ordinary music book, Zero to Improv. It calls you to action. It's packed full of improv and jazz theory lessons. You'll start from the beginning and build up all of the skills and knowledge that you need to become a great jazz improviser. There's audio examples included for all of the music notation of the book, and versions are available for C, B-flat, E-flat, and bass clef instruments. It's designed for all skill levels. If you want to learn more about Zero to Improv, go to Zero to Improv. Dot com. That's www.zerotoimprov.com. All right, so now I'm thinking about this idea. It's it's a Coltrane idea, and I believe it's from one of the Miles Davis Quintet albums from the Prestige Sessions, whether it's Cookin', Relaxin', uh, I can't remember which one it is, but I think it's It Could Happen to You, and Coltrane is kind of quoting the melody a little bit, which quoting the melody in his, in your solo is a great improvisational technique to stay true to the song and just to be creative with it. Uh, so let's see if I can actually whistle what he does. So it's... Something like that. So it would be like... We'll do something like that. So let me quickly record that. All right, that will work. So one kind of thing that I think is missing right now is sort of like a faster line in the solo right now. Uh, and you know, there's been not a lot of space so far in the solo, so maybe what I'm going to do now, because at this point, we are we just finished off at the A-flat 7, basically, is what happened. So now we have this long 2-5 into F minor 7, so the G minor 7 flat 5, C7, F minor 7. So maybe what I'll do is I'll sit out the G minor 7 flat 5 and play some kind of a fast run on the C7 going into the F minor, so resolving to the F minor. So, uh, you know, maybe just something that I'm used to playing fast. Let's see. You know, something like that. That's kind of like a little tool that I use sometimes, um, which is totally fine. Something like that. Let me just see if I can't get something to work, uh, record something and put something down. And maybe I'll play a little line on the D flat seven after that. So figure it out when I get there. Let's just improvise that one. All right, so let's give this a shot. All right, I kind of chickened out on my original fast line there. That's okay. I found a, 
alternative in the moment there. So, okay, so we're almost done here. This is almost the end of the solo. I'm just going to do a chorus. So we're almost there. So uh, what was the last line I played? Yeah. So what if we did a, a riff off of that? Because we're, we're basically going into a turnaround. So one, a lot of times people go to the, the four dominant and then three, six, two, five, one. All right, so that's where we're at right now. So if I went... score the dominant six right there that'd be cool so then i'd go sweet and then we're at the two chord and then maybe some two five one line to end it off so maybe something like this going up the minor arpeggio yeah it's easy I'm just going to stick with that. I'm just trying to play really great, almost bebop language, playing the chord changes straight up. That's kind of my goal for this. Um, so, all right, let me record that last part. So it's going to riff off that idea. All right, let's do that, ending on the third of uh, the E flat major seven. All right, let's try it. It's going to come up really fast. Ah, sweet. Awesome. I love how that turned out. That's cool. Okay. So now the moment of truth. Let's listen to the whole thing. I just composed this whole thing on the spot basically here, uh, the expressway. So let's try it out. Let's listen to the entire final product. Not bad. I'll take it. Uh, that was a lot of fun for me. Thanks for listening to me do that, guys. I hope you got something out of the process of just seeing me go through this. And it's such a great practice. Uh, and again, if you can spend more time on this, the better. This was just uh, to try to you know fit this practice in in a short period of time without uh, going on for hours. But just really digging in and trying to figure out exactly what you want to play could be such a really helpful thing to kind of take improvisation 
out of the picture and bring it more into a compositional lens to practice that way. So here's the big challenge. I want you to do this. I want you to write your own solo, whether you notate it, whether you record it like I did, or you just memorize it, do whatever you need to do, get it under your fingers. It's such a great practice. Hope you do it. And if you do do it, why don't you record a video and in the comment section on the show notes, learnjazzstandards.com forward slash episode 68. I'd love to see your video of you doing your solo of whatever jazz standard you choose. It would be so awesome to share with the community. Of course, you could always just tag us on Twitter. Look us up. LJazzS is what it is. uh, Or Facebook, whatever you want to do to send that to us. All right, that is all for today's show. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Again, go to the show notes, learnjazzstandards.com forward slash episode 68. Share a video of your solo that you've composed. We'd love to see that. And remember that you can enter into our $50 raffle to spend in our store, whether it be on our eBooks or our course. You can do that by leaving a rating and a review on iTunes and going to learnjazzstandards.com forward slash contact. Let me know that you left a review and what your nickname was, and you'll be entered into that raffle. That'd be so awesome. Uh, We're going to be announcing a winner on July the 1st, so this is the last week. Okay, we're going to be coming out with a brand new episode 69 next week. I'll see you back then. Thanks for listening to the LJS Podcast, brought to you by LearnJazzStandards.com. Subscribe to the series on iTunes. And don't forget to join our jazz community at learnjazzstandards.com forward slash newsletter. Hey, podcast listener, would you like to ask me a jazz question and get it answered here on the show? Then go to learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask. That's learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask. I look forward to hearing your question and answering it on a future podcast episode. LearnJazzStandards.com forward slash ask or find the link in today's show notes.